Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Wife Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This week on the podcast, I've compiled some of the words of wisdom offered by the gorgeous military spouses I've had on the podcast over the last few months. I ask all of my podcast guests what they do to make life easier for themselves in order to be able to juggle all they have to juggle while living this military life, what self-care means to them, and really how they look after themselves so they can continue to look after everyone else. What's interesting is that there seems to be some standout things they all do, like making use of exercise, not for weight loss, but to feel good and to get those happy endorphins pumping and to just have some time out to focus on themselves and clear their minds. A few of the guests are also in agreement that the lowering of standards is essential. And what I mean by that is taking that guilt away or that pressure off your shoulders to do everything perfectly and the way you might have done it when your military person was home. Sometimes it's just not physically or mentally possible to do everything 100% and that's okay. Your best is enough. And finally, recognizing that self-care doesn't always mean getting your nails done or having a facial. Those things are great, but sometimes self-care means going to bed early, saying no to someone or something because your plate is already full or you just don't want to do it. And sometimes self-care means telling someone you aren't okay and having an open, honest conversation and really getting it off your chest and being heard. We are all in this together. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. As much as you don't want it, you compare yourself to everybody else and you're there going, like, you've got four kids and you're doing it. I've got two and I can't cope. Or yeah. you've been doing it for, you know, for 10 months already. I've only been doing it for three and That's I'm, right. like, already at my breaking point. But like, you know what? Everyone, hard is hard. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter if they're away for three days or three months or three years. What you find hard is hard. Yeah. And it doesn't make it any less relevant just because someone's done it for longer or done it harder or it's yeah. still hard. Uh, having, you know, having the strength to ask and, you know, put actually, your hand up, you put your hand up and say, no, I, I need help. And also before you get to the point where it's too late for help and you just rocking in a ball in the corner, <laughs> like acknowledging within yourself that, okay, I'm getting to the point where I need a break or I need to accept some help because if not, it's, it's going to end badly. Yeah. And it's going to be worse for the girls. They'll probably be the one that would be on the brain. <laughs> as much as you wouldn't like to think of it, like yeah. they'll be the ones that'll the wear the, you know, the bad temper or something. And it's like, it's not their fault. They're going through it too. Yeah. Um, and it makes you feel even worse because then you feel like you're not being great to them. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, um, if your husband knows that you're getting help or that you're accepting help and you're obviously means that the overall experience of the deployment is made better for you, that helps them focus on the job that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that they're not worried. He's not worried so much about how I'm coping because I'm sure that would be the hardest, one of the harder things for them, you know, seeing us not coping and then they feel guilty because they know that the reason that we're in such a predicament is because they've got away and it's like you don't want them to feel like that because it's their job and as much as people say you know you kind of do know that that might be a possibility you know when you get involved in someone in the defense Mm. 
as much as it's not the best thing it's like well the best thing probably is the fact that you you form friendships like lifelong friendships yeah. with people because of the fact that they're you know that you wouldn't have met these people if yeah. they hadn't have been in the navy or in the army or whatever or become so close and sometimes very quickly because the defense spouse community is all you've got sometimes Mm. and so have you got any advice for any um, other spouses about to do this posting or this deployment main thing would be to make sure you're open and honest with yourself and other people you know tell your partner how you're feeling about them going ask them how they're feeling about it too Um, it does work both ways and yeah just making sure that you've got that support network in place because as much as six months goes fast it doesn't as well some days you'll be like this is a 36 hour day what is going on like I can't do this anymore and yeah just having that support network I think is the most important thing to make sure you've got in place and actually using it and not feeling like you're failing because you're using it self-care is really important and I think it you know it can happen in a lot of a lot of different forms so whether it's going to the gym or spending time alone or getting a massage I think it's good to take periods of time for yourself I'm a super regimented kind of routine oriented individual. So I, even though I'm not working right now, I tend to still like stick to my schedule. So I still get up at 530 in the morning and I still exercise the dogs and then I exercise myself and then I take time for my regular appointments, like my nail appointments, my hair appointments, my massage appointments, but I'm still in the process of learning self-care and how to listen to my body instead of kind of ignoring it and pushing myself mentally and physically and emotionally so for me a big part of self-care is saying no to people yes (laughs) without any explanation without any feeling of guilt it took me a long time to learn how to say no to employers or partners friends and family but I've gotten really good at it So what I tend to do regularly, which kind of upsets some of my family members (laughs) when they're trying to reach me, is I just, I'll take a week here, I'll take a couple of weeks, and I tend to do it when my husband's away, but I'll just completely disconnect from everybody for a week or two. I will turn off my FaceTime, I will ignore my text messages, I'll delete my social media app. Um, Go on you. my phone. And I, well, it's easy. It's easy for me to do this right now because I'm not working and I don't have kids. Yeah. But it's something that I'm learning to do because I'm learning how important self-care is and how important it is to listen to your body. So for me, you know, sometimes it's good to just disconnect from people and do what's good for me and take care of me and then reconnect. And I'm just, I'm a better sister. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better partner. So that's worked for me. I've always kind of put my health, I guess, as a priority. So I'm always quite physically active. I try to put that first, you know, I think for me to make me feel better is to actually disconnect from technology a lot. That seems to work for me. It's not selfish to do that. It's really important to take care of yourself. I don't explain myself anymore. I politely say, I'm sorry, I'm not available. And I don't have any stress. I used to have so much stress when I said yes to things I didn't want to do. I mean, maybe that comes with age, maybe it comes with experience, but I'm really, I'm really happy I learned that. But it wasn't easy. Like it took work. You had to to... put the effort in, which when you're in that situation and state, it isn't easy. You don't want to do action. No, you want to lie down and cry. And um, sleep. And sleep. And you got kids, you can't. And that's probably, I had kids and I knew I had to still get up and, you know, 
keep going, keep going. Because no one's no one is coming in to take my place. Yeah. No one. And Jeff's not it's coming me. back. It's... He's not coming back. Doesn't matter, you know, what type of day I've had. He's not coming back. Yeah. And and aside from that, also, yes, you've got lovely friends that you can call on. You've got family that can come if it's real and a real an emergency. But they're always going to have to go back to their life. So you That's need to. It. And they've got their own kids and their own lives, and a lot of them have their own partners away. So you need to basically figure out long term how can I get over this hurdle and be okay because I have to be. Yeah, and it's self self care. <laughs> yep. It's self care, and that means different things to different people. And it means putting in work. It yeah. does. So and doing and it putting even yourself when you don't want to do it to to the top of the list, even yeah. though you know that there's so many other things to do. But in order for you to be able to keep everything else going you need to be able to fill your cup or you're not going to be able to do any of it. No, no. <laughs> so what sort of things did you do then? Like what sort of lifestyle changes did you do? I used to feed the kids first and get so busy with feeding them that I'd forget to eat. Now I make sure I eat. If my little girl has to sit and be unhappy for 10, 15 minutes, in the past I would have just gone, oh, I'll deal with her now. I go, no, I need to eat. I need to eat because <laughs> if you don't eat, that's not good. So um, eating a lot better. Like I said, all these supplements, vitamins and things. I know a lot of people are a bit mixed on whether that would help or not. They've helped me. I was obviously very run down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It obviously wouldn't help everyone, but um, they've helped me. Sleep? I guess so, yeah, sleeping, but also maybe changing my attitude, just going, it is what it is. You know what? Uh, It's not ideal, and the whole thing, I'm not parenting the way I want to parent. I'm not being the wife I want to be I'm not being the daughter I want to be right now because I can't be those things right now the way I want to do it all those things yeah. which is incredibly disappointing and frustrating and I find it very hard to accept but this the last few months I've kind of just gone it just is what it is it's at where it is at and some things only get done to 80% to where I would like them to well at least they got done to 80% that's right. You turn it around and you kind of, instead of berating myself, going, oh, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, oh, this didn't work out well, I just have to go, hey, but look, I did do this. And we did attempt to do that. We got 50% of that done. And uh, But look, we had a great day here. Yes. Yeah. You need to take the wins. You really need to be your biggest cheerleader yeah. is yourself. And realising that everything's still, life still goes on the next it's still, day. It's still if, there. If the drink bottle got left behind and... yeah. Someone didn't get their book order in or, That's you know, it. That's <laughs> it's it. not life and death. Like. That's it. So it's it's um, having to accept probably a little bit lower standards for, and it just is what it is. But also knowing that it's not forever and that when Jeff's back, it'll be different and it'll be readjusting and change. But we can change it into what we want it to be, how we want it to work for us. Have you heard about our Lots of Love Care Packages, an anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day? It's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the Military Wife Life community has their back. Pop over to the Military Wife Life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box.
best thing I I relax my standards so where I would normally try and keep a fairly immaculate house if the kids made a mess and it didn't have to be cleaned up at that particular time then it, you know so be it having honest friends that they're not going to judge you on your house um, I think that keeping it real in terms of you know the people that you have around you are going to be are going to make or break you for this for periods like that you know you keep in terms of being able to keep your chin up or if you have something bad happen or that you you know you need to debrief that you'd normally have that conversation with your partner and you can't contact your partner being able to contact one of your girlfriends and and have that discussion with them hair appointments I know it sounds ridiculous but going and getting my hair done is one of the things that just makes me feel better and occasionally forking out for a cleaner um, if you have the money a cleaner is one of the most amazing things that you can do for yourself I think I think even if they only come once a month and do that you know the hard nitty-gritty stuff the the best thing you can do for yourself is surround yourself with real people that are going to help you you know, lift your spirits when when you need to make those phone calls when when you can't reach your partner and allow you to actually just tell them what's going on and for them to just say yeah it's going to be okay but yeah it's pretty tough at the moment or yeah I think that was the one thing you know being diagnosed with mental health condition and, and going through that period of diagnosis was I had tried to put on a facade that I was this perfect mum and you know this amazing officer and you know I could do all these things and life you know my life was really amazing and nothing nothing bad ever happened in it and I was so busy putting on that facade that behind it I was really struggling and I found that when I was actually vulnerable and you know once I was diagnosed and and I told people hey this is what I'm actually going through no I'm not doing okay or I'm having a bad day today that other people are are struggling too whether or not they have a mental health you know issue or not people still have bad days you know and I think the ability to honestly communicate about them rather than pretending that we're all doing fine and have it together is something that's quite amazing so what do you sort of do in regards to self-care to to look after yourself just small things that maybe that you look forward to that are just for you so in February I bought myself a pair of roller skates Hmm. And I go roller skating. <laughs> Where do you go? So there's a really good bike path. And there's a lot of bike paths here. And there's a really good bike path at the end of the school road. So I drop the kids off. I do daycare and then I do school drop off. And then I drive to the car park. And then I put my skates on and I go for a really long skate. Is it in secret or do the kids try and steal the roller skates? Oh, they've got their own roller skates. I'm trying to push my interest onto them. <laughs> You're trying to make it a family <laughs> event. I, ro- I really want it to be a family event, yes. So have you got uh, a pair of rollerblades for your husband or your fiancé when he gets back? I don't, but you know, he would love it. He, that's such a good idea. Maybe I should get him a set for a wedding present. And, and, and that's what I do. And I love it. You know, for me, it um, brings me back to when I was younger. And it's such good fun and it's such good exercise. But for me, I think because I, I'm a bit of an overachiever, for me, keeping busy is key. Like when I'm working, it doesn't feel like work. I love it. I absolutely love it. Being paid for what I love to do is, a, is an added bonus. The more work for me, the better. So that's probably my, my self-care stuff. And um, every now and again, I'll go for you know a manicure or pedicure. I'm going to get my hair done on Friday because it comes in Saturday. Yeah, because Friday, you, know, you have to look like you've got your crap together before they come back. Exactly. <laughs> and so have you got any advice that you would give to anyone uh, navigating Navy spouse life? Any tips? Like what should they be putting into place before their partner goes away? I think setting a, setting a good routine for yourself is, is always really good. 
So getting out of the house, um, because it's really easy just to get really insular and stay in the house. There's days where I'm mentally drained and I try and go to the gym and I can't, but there's other days that I'll be in the worst mood for any particular reason. Work, daughter's being a little sassy monster. And I'll just go spend, you know, an hour at the gym and I will feel so much happier afterwards. The endorphins that it releases is just so good for you that, you know, it picks you up. Whether you're walking on the treadmill or doing a class at the gym, it can change your mood dramatically. It's a complete jigsaw puzzle. It's not completed if you miss one little bit. But, I mean, we all have those times where we fall into a slump and we don't want to go to the gym or we're really depressed. It's so hard. I have a lot of friends who try and push me to go back to the gym when they see that I am struggling a little bit and so my husband does as well they know that that's my biggest thing that will kick my butt back into gear and help me a lot what sort of things have you put in place to make your life a little bit easier when your husband's away have you you mentioned that obviously you you get your routine happening but what sort of things do you do to sort of look after yourself and make sure you keep on top of things one of the things that really brings me back down is going walking on the beach swimming in the ocean that has played a big part. And when we moved, I was like, I just, I need to be close to the ocean so that I can have that. And I realized that once a week, usually in the mornings, I don't go every day. I get up extra early and and go for that walk along the beach and watch that sunrise and just, just take time out for me. The other thing is just working out, you know, just going for a walk, whether it's around the block or um, just doing a workout in the backyard or inside that has helped me focus. And just, you know, it's funny, like, you know, you once you can be in a bit of a slump and then once you go and do a workout, your whole mood can change. And so that has played a big part also just with my mind and things like that. I find when I'm working out, the only thing I can focus on is keeping on breathing so I don't think about anything else in that moment which really does help uh, definitely like meditating every now and then and just writing in a journal really helped me as well just process some of those thoughts and the feelings that I have while he is away really just helps because I find otherwise if I don't get it out on paper it just goes round and round in my head and I'm just having conversations with myself. That's probably, you know, the really key things that I find work. Just taking time out to switch off the TV, switch off your phone, having a bath. It's just those little routines and those little, I guess, rituals that are only small but amazing how they can just change our mood. Well before military life, I had a life that I moved a fair few times, you know, almost yearly for a few times and had to really set myself up in new locations. So that experience added in with military life experience has helped me definitely know the importance of routine, but also the importance of flexibility on the flip side of that. Like I think it's really good to have routines, but being so rigid in routines then can make changes really distressing. Yeah. So I think find, finding what works for you and that's really helpful, but also having that spirit of flexibility, kind of like we mentioned before, just being able to be like, okay, well, that's just happened now, kind of adjust a little bit. So I think finding those kind of key things that are important to you in your routine, like for me, I find if, you know, I get my eating off track, things just fall in a pile. If I don't get a, enough social connection or too much social connection, I really fall in a pile. So finding the really important things that definitely 
definitely need to be in my routine. And then the things outside of that, that I can learn to live without or be flexible with. So that's probably the biggest thing. And also, like I said before, like really getting connected where you are right now is really important. Obviously I miss my previous town where I was living. I was really well established. there, had lots of great friends and I miss them dearly. But if I keep thinking about how much I miss them, I'm totally going to miss anything I could kind of experience here or the friendships I could make here or the fun activities I, I could do where I am now. They're probably the two biggest things. What sort of things do you do to make life easier? I'm pretty social. So I do see my friends regularly. That really helps. Because of the MWD youth, it's very challenging to have a night out or do anything like that. So my friends are really understanding about the situation. They're always willing to come to my house or, you know, wait till the girls are down and then come over afterwards. So that's awesome to have such understanding friends. Overall, I would say like just finding the little tricks to help you out, like for swimming lessons or telling people that I chose a play um, with Crash so that I could get in and swim with one of the girls girls and then the lady in the crèche helps me get one dressed and the other one changed so then I jump back in the pool for the second lesson with the other one so just little things like that at the start I was like now we can't do swimming lessons because I don't have someone to help me yeah like, and you can't leave a 18 months to yeah know, that's right sit, sit, sit on, on the, the side edge of the pool for half an hour so. yeah yeah, just little things like that. Just try and find little tricks around things. And yeah. I think lessen your standards. Like I'm on first yeah. name basis with my Thai guy. So he um, knows my order as soon as my name and number come up on his phone. He knows exactly what I'm ordering from the Thai shop. So, awesome. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I should be proud or not of that one. But I think overall, it's just about looking for the small joys that make you happy. So like I know that a good smoothie or a good gym class or, you know, going to bed early with a face mask they're all like small joys that bring me happiness in my day or yeah. my week so the mwdu thing the defense thing living away from family like you don't have the opportunity to have a huge day out or a big token event to say like this is a day for me and recharging that way so i think the most important thing for me to keep me going is yeah just finding those small joys in every day and recognizing that those are the things that keep you sort of going and happy and on top of things and treating yourself but you still have to plan those things. Like you still have to be on top of that, like as well as everything else. But in the end, it's going to help you out. I think I got that one from a podcast as well. And the lady said, you know, just write down 10 things that make you happy and find ways to make it happen. And I was like, yeah, that's so easy. And it was so relevant for me at the time. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 